Hello and welcome to another episode of The Chronicle, the official film podcast for the People's Movies. My name is Paul and I will be your host and I'm also also the editor of The People's Movies and I welcome you to this belated episode 19 of the podcast. I do like to apologise that last week there wasn't an actual uh, episode. It was just due to work commitments. Uh, That was the only reason why we never had one. But for this week, we have two films. We have The Expendables 4 and we have The Lesson. And the first film for review this week is The Expendables 4 or Ex- Expend for the Bulls as we are four in the middle of the name title. So if there was ever a film franchise that should have ended a long time ago, it's Sly Stallone's Expendables franchise. And it's nearly 10 years after the disastrous fifth film, the boys are now back in town for a fourth film with The Expendables 4. In the words of the classic Beatles song, Let It Be, even that nostalgia card that these films play on has passed its sell-by date. So back in 2010, it was refreshingly intriguing to see a film bring back some of the action stars of the previous decades, like the 1980s and the 90s. That was Dove Lugren, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, along with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis. And that's not forgetting the likes of Mickey Root, Jet Li, Antonio Banderas, and even Mel Gibson. That's before we even go into some of the, the current uh, crew, like Jason Stephman, Randy Couture. I could go on here, I'll go on and on here. But as we know, Sylvester Stallone does have a lot of buddies who headlined the action genre one at a time and another. Now come played out like a canon film. A lot of the films that Arrow Videos have released over the years, retro, aggressive in style, and overall a fun popcorn film, but never a, a true masterpiece. And the second and third films couldn't live up to the first film. So why do we have a fourth film here? That is a good question. So 10 years after the previous film, a lot has happened. A lot of fallouts uh, with directors and cast members coming and going. We even had the prospect of an all-female Expendables film. However, once again, the Expendables, pardon the punt, idea ended as quickly as it started. So directing this time is Scott Waugh, who delivers no confidence that we'll ever see a decent film here. And he directed two of the worst films ever made in the last 10 years. That's The Act of Valor and The Need for Speed. And it comes to no shock or even surprise that Expendables 4 is a regurgitated mess. Despite uh, Stallone returning as Barney Ross, Jason Stephen does take the reins here as Lee Christmas. And the mission that the, that the gang has is to retrieve detonators for nuclear bombs and to prevent them falling into the hands of a very dangerous but mysterious client called Ocelot. And he hires the arms dealer, Ramhat, who is played by Eko Uwas and his, and his uh, own army to obtain these detonators, which happened to be located in one of Colonel Gaddafi's old ammunition factories in Libya. And if anyone's actually seen any of the, the Expendables films, that is Bulgaria once again. So without giving too much away here, disaster strikes when Barney and the crew first attempt is botched, forcing them to regroup and await the instructions from the CIA agent, March, who's played by Andy Garcia. At this point, Christmas, he's kicked out and his girlfriend, played Gina, played by Megan Fox, is now in charge, and Lee is having none of it, so he decides to do his own thing, and they end up crossing paths, once he ends up crossing paths with one of Barney's old mates, 
called Decker, who's played by Tony Zia. And they all end up singing from the same hymn sheet, and uh, both teams and working together to retrieve these detonators, preventing World War Three actually kicking off. Yeah. So if you go by with the film's official trailer, if everyone's actually seen it, it looks like you're going to get a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type action uh, rom-com thriller here. You know, how wrong would you be at assuming you would be getting that? Because what we get instead here is an, in, an inept, turgid mess played by green screens, very cheap CGI as well. And Kurt Wimmer is no stranger to bad scripting. He's, he was behind the awful Ultraviolet, but he also gave us one of the underrated gems, Equilibrium, which starred uh, Christian Bale back in uh, 2003. So if you were hoping for that sort of leave your brain at the box office popcorn flick, you're going to be severely disappointed here because The Expendables 4 is a cheap, nasty, lazy, written, poorly acted uh, film. And it is a very embarrassing film. And this is a film that should have been left behind on the shelves of blockbusters 30 years ago. And I give this, I give The Expendables 4 a half star. And the final review for this week is The Lesson. Who said thrillers can't be elegant? So when Alice Trotton's The Lesson has plenty of elegance, mystery, but no one quite what knows what it seems with the lingering dark secrets ready to keep out of reveal. Trouton, she made a, a name for herself in television, especially for Doctor Who, and even though she has a very, very uh, familiar name in the Doctor Who world, she's no relation to Patrick Trouton, who was one of the first Doctors. She worked in the likes also Torchwood, EastEnders, Merlin, to name a few. So the film actually marks her directorial feature debut, and it stars Daryl McCormick, the Irish actor you might know from the likes of Good Luck to You, Leo Grandi, which he's got co-starred next to Emma Thompson. And he plays Liam, and he's a literature student. He's also an inspiring author, and during the summer months, he's also an English tutor. And he's hired by the renowned writer J.M. Sinclair, played by the brilliant Richard E. Grant, to tutor his uh, J.M.'s son, Bertie, who's played by Stephen McMillan, on their leafy estate. And she teach him to a level to get him into Oxford University. Obviously, he plays his father. At, at first, Liam must deal with G, GM's wife. That's the seductive Helen, who's uh, played by French actress Julie Delpy. And she's a formidable art curator, who at times really gets to speak when her husband's actually around. At first, you can see Liam feels a little bit intimidated and cautious to do things very well. She's around, uh, around the family, and especially J.M. Sinclair, who just happens to be his idol as well. But gradually over time, Liam earns the trust of his hero to a point where he actually invites him into his office, which is a no-go area. And J.M. has also written a book for many years. The reasons we do, we do learn, all thanks to his, his other son, Felix, death, who sadly drowned in a pond in the estate. And the pond actually resembles very much Claude Monet's painting of his garden at his home in Giverney in France. And like, like a, the House of Cards, Liam starts to learn more and more about the Sinclair's dark past. And Helen drags him into a plan which actually threatens his own actual future. 
the lesson is split into parts like a book. You've got the epilogue, the prologue, part one, part two, part three, and so on. And it opens up first with Liam uh, getting interviewed in front of an audience, which I believe is like a university, talking about his debut book. And obviously the inspiration for his debut book is what's happening in this actual film. So from here, each part of the bit of the film actually represents the progression of obviously the film. And also we get flashbacks to interviews with GM Sinclair in person, in person, doing also the interview at the university and also social media. And there's one quote GM uses quite a lot and ends with good writers steal. And this is a quote that comes into play and it resonates with what's unraveling in front of us here. So from Liam's actual room, he, he gets a very voyeuristic front row seat in his idol's office. And he's curious to know what his idol's actually doing here. And he's also watching some intimate moments he had his idols having with his wife Helen. It's also it's not before before Helen actually seduces Liam when her husband is away from the home. And it set it sets up this ridiculous finale that does get spoiled a little. Oh, and it spoils a lot of the good that's uh, been built up in the previous two thirds of the film. And the film is a slow burner, and it does leave you also on the edge here, and wondering what's really going on here. And what are the arterial motives of everyone who's in this uh, film? And Alex McKeith's uh, screenplay does tease what each character's part could be here. And the performances are great, are good, especially Grant, who's very magnetic here. Chillingly atmospheric, the film plays into the sort of noirish aesthetics, like it's taken from the pages from a Patricia Highsmith novel. There's even one scene where we see GM watching a Diana Dawes film noir, and just behind them is a classic, it's a poster of a classic uh, noir, that's a 1945 noir detour. And these are actually little clues that possibly could be happening here in the film. And if you know these films, you may... You may uh, understand what's about to happen here. And the lesson itself is a film about grief, it's about guilt, and it's also about plagiarism and obsession. And it's a film that's caught in a web of deceit that leaves you wondering who is actually manipulating who. And I would actually give the lesson three and a half stars. So there you have it, folks. There's another episode of The Chronicle now over that's chronicle episode 19 i'd just like to thank you for joining me here i'd also like to thank uh, universal and lionsgate for letting me review the films the expendables 4 and the lesson are now out in uk and id cinemas as ever please do share this podcast as well as past episodes on social media and also with your friends and family you can also find the chronicle on many popular sites where you can download your favourite podcast, such as Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcast, CastBox, Radio Public, to name a few. You can obviously follow us on social media, at Facebook and Twitter, at The People Movie, and then over at Instagram, at The People's Movies. Occasionally I will continue to chat over at the original home of the podcast, that's thechroniclesinfilm.com with The Chronicle Extra. Obviously do sign up for our email newsletter, to find out where to sign is, look, if you're on the People's Movies website, you'll find it on the panel, the link there. Just add your email there. The People's Movies and the Chronicle, we are, we, we, we are self-financed, so you can show your support for the podcast and the website by buying me a coffee or leaving a little donation at the PayPal. 
Once again, I'd like to apologise for no uh, podcast episode last week. I'm looking at possibly changing things up a little bit. We may have a, a co-host for myself. But on that, thank you for joining me. Until the next time, enjoy the movies. <laughs>